Today's conversation is going to be covering some extremely important topics, and it's a conversation that you'll want to save to listen to on your own instead of listening to it with your children present with you. We're going to be diving into the topic of protecting our children from pornography. Sadly, this is a conversation that has to be had as it's going to be something that will impact every child in this generation. And I have brought someone into this conversation who is an expert. Her name is Greta Eskridge, and I'm so glad to have her here. She is a mama of four children and has taken on this topic as a battle, as something that she is going to fight for her children and for ours as well. Greta is such a wonderful resource, and you can find more from her on Instagram. You can find her at Ma and Pa Modern, or you can go to her website, GretaEskridge.com. And she has an excellent book that I think every mom should read. It's called Adventuring Together. And if you really enjoy this conversation, you'll want to go back also and listen to our conversation that we had a few months ago about how to create a healthy sexual culture in our home, because it really begins there. But regardless of if you've heard that one or not, this is a great place to jump in. I'm so glad you can be here today. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living Podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Greta, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, this is such an awkward topic, but let's <laughs> just sit down and talk about pornography. Like, how do you, I don't know how do you even, how do you even start that? <laughs> you just did. That's exactly what we have to do. Just like that. So how in the world did you become the person to talk about porn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, God said, this is something you need to talk about. And I was like, okay. Um, but I mean, at the beginning, uh, it was really because I wanted to help protect my own kids. And so I started, um, learning and researching and finding out what were the things that I could do. And what I realized through that research and that learning was that there were not a lot of people like me that were talking about it. There were, um, people who were filled with a lot more knowledge and steady and letters behind their names who, um, who were doing great work, but they didn't feel as relatable to me as, um, a mom. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I think moms need to talk about this with one another. And, um, I had a couple people in my life, some of them that were the ones that had the large audience. And they said to me, you need to, um, you need to reach the people we can't reach the people who are going to sit down with you and talk about these things that feel so awkward that maybe they would never pick up that book that I wrote, or they wouldn't come to one of my talks and they, um, but they'll sit down and talk with you. And so I just started having conversations and more and more people I found wanted to talk about it. And so here I am now, the porn lady, Greta Scritch. <laughs> <laughs> so why, 
I think back to like our generation of moms and when we were, when we were kids and what it was like when we were children and that some people maybe had a bit of a conversation of even being introduced to this word of pornography in their home. But I think many, it was this unspoken thing because it was not, it didn't have the same rampant attack on our culture of children as it does now. And it was a big deal. Even I think I would, I would argue even when we were children that it should have probably been addressed more forward. Yeah. Yeah, definitely things have changed. I mean, when we were kids, you had to actually look for pornography. Um, you had to search it out. It was not easily accessible. Um, it was available in uh, magazines or movies. If you if you uh, had to go to the adult video store and, you know, you couldn't access that as a kid um, or you had to have a subscription to an adult movie channel or pay for those things. You had to find magazines buried in someone's closet or hidden under the bed. And then there was also a finite supply. Like it ended at some point you couldn't, you know, it it wasn't, it didn't go on forever. And the way pornography has changed is now there is an unlimited supply and uh, truly you could watch it for years because there's so much out there and it's completely accessible to any person really who picks up a phone or opens a computer or a tablet um, of any age, any time of the day, 365 days a year. Wow. So how do you think we even, that just seems like an impossible task then. So you just told me there's a mountain, you're a mom and you need to climb it with all of your children while you carry them. Like it's, yeah. and it's absolutely, snowing. Yeah, yeah. It just seems impossible. Yeah. How do you even recommend that we even start attacking this as the battle that it is? Well, um, I think the first thing to remember is that, um, there is nothing that's impossible for God. So that mountain of protecting your kids from pornography feels overwhelming. It feels like, like as a mom, you think I can't do it. And, um, the good news is you're not doing it alone because God's on your side and he loves your kids even more than you. And he wants to help you protect them. So he's on your team. Nothing is impossible for God. So he is with you in this battle and he is, um, thankfully provided people who are creating resources and who are working hard to help give you the tools you need to protect your kids. And so that's the first step I would say is to figure out what tools you're going to need. And the good news is at the start, you don't even need anything more than just your um, courageous heart to have a conversation with your kids and maybe a book or two, if you really feel like you can't have that conversation completely on your own, you want some sort of a guide. You don't need a lot. You just need, like I said, that courage to step in, to start having conversations with your children. Well, how would you even recommend beginning? Like, <laughs> okay, sweet child, there's this thing called pornography. Like, how do you even, how do you get, how, how do you get there? Well, the good news is that for our kids, um, Pornography is not a word that has any meaning to the vast majority of them, Mm. right? Most of them haven't been exposed to it. They don't know what it is, um, especially if they're under the age of 11. That's the average age of exposure. Um, So first time exposure, average age. So you're telling me, just making sure we're clear about this, that we should be saying, we should be 
talking with our children about pornography before they're 11 years old. So yeah. I have an 11 year old. Yeah. He is in, he's going into middle school, yeah. so junior high, I guess. So while our children are in elementary school still, mm-hmm. this needs to become a conversation. Yes, it does. Because even though the average age of exposure is 11, um, almost every elementary school student in America, and I would say almost every preschool student is on a screen. They're using their parents' phone. They're watching things on the laptop. They're playing games on a tablet. If they're on a screen, there is a possibility that they could stumble across pornography accidentally. There's also a possibility that they could have a fellow student show them pornography on a Chromebook at school. Um, Someone could show them pornography on their phone while they're playing baseball or sitting on the bus or wherever they're at, where screens are and other kids are. Um, Those are opportunities for pornography to be shown our kids. And so if you are able to talk to your kid about pornography before they see it, you have so much lessened the impact of that first exposure. In fact, you have a much greater chance of them turning away from it and and saying, I don't want to see that. I know how to respond. I'm going to look away. I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to return to it. I'm not going to be heaped with uh, feelings of guilt and shame because you've discussed it with them. You've prepared them. Um, Like I was saying, when your kids haven't been exposed to pornography, the word doesn't have the weight that it does for us. So for us, we hear pornography and we're just immediately burdened by this heaviness. And we think, oh, I don't want to put that on my kids. They're so innocent and um, their world is beautiful. I don't want to expose them to this. But what, but what you have to understand is, is you're not going to give them all sort of details about pornography. Here's all you have to say. Hey, buddy, there's this thing called pornography, and it's really bad for our heads and our hearts, even for our bodies. And it's my job to protect you from things that are dangerous. And so I want to help protect you from pornography. And that's how you start the conversation. You just tell them it's something bad and you want to keep them safe from it. You're not giving them all kinds of info. You're not um, burdening them with this shame and the feelings of awfulness that you carry because you have more information than they do. You're giving them the most minimal amount of information so you can keep them safe. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And you talked about kind of briefly mm-hmm. that then they'll know what to do with yes. what to do when they come across it. Because sadly, I think we can safely say it's not a matter of if a child is exposed to pornography, but when they're going to be exposed to pornography. And so just like we would prepare them for anything in life, we need to prepare them for what to do when, when they come across this. Right. So can you share a little bit on that? What do you think a parent, what tools should a parent be giving their child to do when that time comes? Yeah. Um, I always say every family needs a porn plan and, uh, <laughs> you don't have to use my name, uh, for that. You can call it whatever you want, but that'll stick in your head at least to get you started. Um, but you need to help give your kids a plan for what they wanted, what they need to do when they see pornography. And so it starts by saying, Hey, there's this thing called pornography. It's dangerous. Um, and then you, you give them just a real basic super simple definition for what it is. And of course that's going to vary according to family, but it can be something along the lines of pornography is pictures or movies or 
of people without their clothes on, showing all of their privates. And um, we know privates are private and we don't share them with strangers or even with our friends. We keep them private and we don't want to see other people's either. So if you see a picture or a movie that's like that, when you're playing um, a game on your tablet, or if somebody tries to show you um, when you're sitting, you know, at the baseball field in the dugout, or while you're looking at shows on YouTube, if or one when, of those, when you're ahead. at church or when you're at church, I yeah, mean, I mean, kids anywhere, have devices honestly. everywhere, right? So, so give them some examples of where they, they could come across it, not so that they'll go look for it, but so that they're prepared, right? So you tell them what it is, you tell them where somebody could, where they could be exposed. And then you say, and then if you see those things, here's what I want you to do. And you can tell them to shut the laptop, turn over the phone, um, turn off the tablet. If it's a person showing them say, I don't want to look at that in as forceful and strong of a voice as you have and walk away, um, help them actually like figure out what they can do physically in that situation, turn over that phone, walk away, um, and then talk to you or to their, to their dad or another trusted adult, if you guys aren't around so that they know right away to say, Hey, I saw something. I think it was pornography. Um, here's where I saw it. And can you help me? So when you give them those steps, it takes the power of pornography away. Instead, the kid has the power to be able to turn away from it and to be protected. You make sure they know they're not going to be in trouble for what they've seen, that you care about them, and that you know it was an accident, and um, you're there to help protect them from seeing it again. And what about helping them even put a name to their feelings yeah. that could come with that? Yes, that's really important because um, I think as parents, we sometimes don't want to face the fact that our kid might, um, our kid might feel scared or sad. That would be, would think would be a normal response. But what if your child feels shame? What if your child is curious and thinks, I, I kind of want to look at that again. That was interesting. It made me feel something inside. There's nothing wrong with your child to have that kind of response because we are sexual beings. Um, but what you don't want to do is pretend that that's never a possibility so that if your kid did that and went back, then you would heap shame or judgment on them, or they would be afraid to tell you because you said, you know, you're only going to feel scared or sad. Mm -hmm. Um, some kids aren't even really that affected because they're so young or they're so innocent that they're just like, well, that was weird. And, and they'll move on. So the spectrum of feelings is big, but if you talk through, these are some of the things you might feel and all of them are okay. I want you to most importantly, come talk to me and we can talk about how you feel, how you felt when you saw it, how you feel now. Mm -hmm. So then if your child did come to you, rather than like having this gasping, oh, I'm so sorry that I put you in this situation and guilt on yourself. Yes. What do you, what do you think would be the, help us sort out our feelings, our mom feelings. So when our child comes to us, what, what do you think we do? What do you think the next step is? 
Um, well, I always tell parents that I actually believe we should be praying in advance of this happening, that God would prepare our hearts to be um, compassionate and tender to our kids in their moment of hurt. In fact, it makes me tear up because I have spoken to so many moms who are so, um, they're so sad, first of all, that their kid encountered porn. And then they're so sad about how they handled it because it is completely understandable that our first response would to feel um, frustration, anger, sadness, shame, all the same feelings that our kid could feel, right? We feel that as moms, afraid of what other moms will think, afraid of how our kid will be viewed. We, we just, our minds can explode with all these things. But if we're preparing ahead of time, we're asking God, Lord, help me to handle this with your love and your grace and your understanding and your compassion. Um, prepare me ahead of time for that moment. Um, and then if we can say something like this to our kids, I am so sorry you saw that. Not I'm, I'm so upset with you or I wish that wouldn't have happened, but I'm so sorry you saw that. That is not the way you're supposed to, um, the way that we're supposed to see uh, humans with um, out their clothes on and in that situation. That's not the way God intended it to be. That's, and, and depending on where your kid's at, like if your kids are really little, that's all you have to say. I'm so sorry you saw that. If your kids are older and they already have had the talk about sex and they understand that aspect of pornography, then you can say something along the lines of that's not the way God intended sex to be. That's not what he intended when he created sex between a man and a woman. If your kids are little, you don't even have to go there. They don't even need to know that pornography and sex are related. Um, you can wow. keep that from them for a while. That's really crazy <laughs> to think about because to us, like you said, the word comes with so much. It comes with yeah. the, like whatever your history has been personally, yeah. it comes with whatever you brought into your marriage or whatever has been in your marriage. Right. It comes with, it, it's all one and the same, but with little children, it doesn't have to be, we no. don't have to give them the entire load to carry. No. Uh, one of my favorite books is a book called the hiding place. And it's a story of a woman who survived a concentration camp. And, and in the book, she tells a story of her childhood and her dad. Um, she asked her dad a heavy question actually about sex. And he tells her she's not ready to carry that, um, those heavy bags yet. Um, and, and I think, uh, that that's kind of the way we should approach the conversation of pornography with our kids when they're really young, they don't need all the details they don't need all the details at any stage, but especially when they're young, you just, all you have to say is pornography is pictures of naked people. Um, they don't need to know it's connected to sex. You don't have to say a single word about the sex act. None of that. That's too much information for them. They're too young. Wow. Um, so based on where they're at developmentally, what their age is, where, what conversations you've had with them. That's how you handle that moment of, I'm so sorry you saw that. And, and you hug them, make sure there is connection in that moment, physical connection, emotional connection. You can offer to pray with them. You can offer to talk to them, ask some questions. You're going to need to ask some questions so you can get information of where they saw, what they saw, how you can help them from seeing it again. And then you're going to have to talk about setting up boundaries because even though you're not punishing them, because most likely it was an accident, um, you need boundaries for safety, right? 
And so you're going to have to talk about, well, if you saw that because you clicked on a pop-up ad on a game, you are going to have to play games when you're next to mommy or daddy so that we can make sure that that doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the things that you talk about after the fact. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of even talking about the boundaries also can go into preventative steps that we can even start with in advance. That's some healthy, yes. healthy boundaries. And it's really hard with technology. Mm -hmm. And my oldest is starting, I guess would be, would be starting junior high. If we went to school, we homeschool. So he's at home with us, but I mean, even at church, he's in junior high ministry and all of that now. And the number of times that I've heard, but everyone has phones. Yes. Um, and, and uh, in other families, everyone has their own tablet that they yeah. use. And we've just chosen to not do it that way as a family. I will put in the show notes, a phone that we've been looking at that I heard you talk about too, a Gab phone. Yeah. And I have, I have a link for um, your listeners for okay. um, 30% or $30 off. Sorry. Um, so if, if they'd like to, to look into it, I can't recommend it enough. It's fan. It's a fantastic alternative to a smartphone. Yeah. Cause it doesn't have internet access. Yes. But and they can't, they, yeah, they can't, they can't send and receive, um, texts from people unless you put them in. Um, and yeah, it looks like it looks and functions like a smartphone. So it's easy to use and it doesn't feel embarrassing, but it has safety, safety features that are fantastic. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. So people can use that. That would be great. Um, but so I think, you know, that's a preventative measure that we can take you. What are some other preventative measures that you would recommend? Or is there a, a resource that you would say, you need to go to this place and look at their preventative measures because they're excellent. Cause it's really more than I can even say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, actually you can go to my Instagram account. Um, I'm, if you are on Instagram, I'm Ma and Paul modern, or just Greta Eskridge. And you can look, I have a highlight that's called fight porn and I have resources there with, um, the names of some various like parental control apps that I recommend. Um, and then, um, just various books that I recommend you could read on your own read books. You could read with your kids that will also help you in this world. Um, and then other things that I recommend that are pre preventative measures, like, like don't let your kids play, not just watch a computer in their room without you, but they shouldn't be on any device when there's not, um, some sort of, um, some sort of like a person or some, you know, some sort of supervision, right? So your kid isn't just on their Nintendo switch in their room where they're able to talk to strangers on the internet. And you're like, oh, it's fine because he's just playing a video game. Mm -hmm. um, if your child has access to the internet, then there should be supervision, um, especially when they're under the age of 12. Mm -hmm. um, but then even when they get over, over 12, because there are predators who are, um, who are out there trying actively looking for ways to connect with our kids. So supervision with um, devices is difficult because we want to use them as babysitters. Let's be real, right? I need to get the laundry done. I need to cook dinner here, play a game on this tablet. Um, but then other things that you can do to talk to your kids, like don't click on any pop-up ads, um, that those are not safe. Just just speaking to them and training them how to use the internet 
um, and use technology safely, those are, are wonderful things you can do so that it's not always you looking over their shoulder, but you're training them to be wise consumers of technology and media as they grow up. Yeah, I really appreciate that because that is our goal as parents anyway, is to be training our children to be healthy, functioning, God-honoring, serving men and women. Right. And it, it would not serve my child well to have to say, okay, we're going all or nothing. We're just not using any technology ever unless we're all there as a family until you're 18 and then you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's not gonna, that's not going to prepare them well either. So I like that you're, what you're talking about is really training them to use the tools to realize, but to realize what this is, to call it what it is and realize how we can use technology in a safe way, a safer way and in a healthier way. So it's actually serving us as it it should be instead of serving it. I don't think that it's, it's fair or right for us to pretend that there's no danger that exists with technology. There is, and it exists for kids and it exists for adults too. And so if we are honest with our kids, that there's things on their phones or the computer, the tablet that are bad for us, they are bad for our hearts. They are bad for our souls, our brains, our bodies. And, um, we want to steer clear of those, not just the kids, but parents too, and that we're working as a team, then we are giving them um, access to technology, which they're going to be using for their whole life. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're telling them, hey, there are some things on here we have to be careful with. Mm-hmm. And we're honest with them. Um, and we're, we're brave enough to have those conversations, because I think we all know that's the truth. But a lot of times we're not brave enough to really share that with our kids. And then that's when kids end up getting hurt. And um, that's not what any of us want. Well, and I think we do it with other things. We take them to stores where we park in parking lots where cars could hit them. Mm -hmm. But we train them from an early age. No, when we get out of the car and you stand on this line, Mm -hmm. you wait there while I unload the baby and then I hold your hand. And then whatever your system is of how you Mm -hmm. do it, you have a a system. system. They work. Like your system. It's, one. it's so cute how they line up on the line, um, but it, it works, but we have to have it in place and we've practiced it. Yeah. And I remember even the first time when I went, oh my goodness, doing COVID with a toddler. <laughs> so she never got to practice getting out of the car in a parking lot right. for like a few months. She completely forgot. Yeah. So I purposefully, I drove us to a safe, more empty parking lot when I was still pregnant, because I knew if I wait until my baby's born, then I'm not going to have my hands free. So we need to practice this. So I found a wonderful coffee shop near my house that I could drive to, and we could practice getting out of the car and how we walk inside a coffee shop together safely and how we stand in line when we wait. But we practice these steps to keep her safe in a parking lot. Yeah. And I think it's the same. We didn't, I didn't teach her how to drive when she was two. She didn't need that skill yet. Yeah, exactly but I had to take the other ones. Okay. So while the last couple minutes, I will, I think people definitely need to go check out your Instagram because you have a ton of resources on there. Um, I, we kind of just jumped into this with me, assuming that people agree that porn is bad. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> let's just go ahead and just say it's really bad. It's really it's bad. In your home at all. It really shouldn't be. And when you go yeah. to Greta's Instagram, she has other 
resources available. If you're like, "Mm, I don't know if it's that bad. Yeah. It really is devastating and it will be devastating for your children. It will be devastating for your marriage. It's not something to play with. Um, so people need to go there and see all the resources you have, but for the mom who says, okay, I don't even know where to start with this because we're already there. Yeah. What hope do you want? Would you offer her before we wrap things up? Um, I would repeat again, what I said earlier in the podcast that nothing is impossible for God. And so if you feel like, well, my child has already been exposed to porn. Um, there's, I can't talk to them about it. It's it's loaded with all these emotions and feelings, and I just don't know what to do. Um, I would say once again, you, you're going to have to be courageous because you're going to have to step into those awkward places with your child, but it doesn't mean because they've been exposed to porn that they're going to be, um, damaged for the rest of their life. There's healing and there's hope and there's recovery. And there are so many places that are um, out there that can help people who can help. And, um, again, I have a, a resource list, a resource guide on my blog, uh, which is, or my website, gretaeskridge.com or on Instagram where and I, I will link, have I will info. Link yeah. All those resources in the show notes for people too. Yeah. And, and you can find counselors and organizations who want to help. So that's the biggest thing is don't ignore and don't despair to the point of doing nothing instead, reach out and get help. Um, your child can go to counseling even as a, a middle schooler or a teen, sorry, just grabbed my earphones. <laughs> Um, as a middle schooler or a teen, they, um, they, there are people who want to help and, um, it's, there's, it's not, um, there's not a point where you need to say we, we give up because there's, uh, there's always hope God's God's the redeemer. And that's what he offers us. Amen. I think about that passage in revelations where he says, behold, I'm making all things new. Yes. Yes. It's never, nothing's ever too far gone. So, yeah. Greta, thank you so much for being yeah, here. Thanks for having me and having um, the courage to have an awkward conversation. I really appreciate it. Hopefully it's the beginning of many awkward conversations that will take place <laughs> in many homes. I hope <laughs> so. Yes. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that is incredible how Greta can make a topic such as talking with your children about pornography go from something super awkward and uncomfortable to just slightly awkward and slightly uncomfortable. I would just implore you, be that brave mom to have that conversation. Put it on your calendar and make it happen. Like Greta said, you will not regret that you did. And I know you are encouraged by Greta today and you're going to want to follow her. Do not miss out on her Instagram at Ma and Pa Modern. She shares great stuff there. Her highlights on fighting porn in her Instagram are exceptional. So go there, look at all of her resources. We just scratched the surface today. And um, if you do not follow me yet at Seek Holy Living on Instagram, do that too. And I'm so glad you could join us, whether you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, or listening to a podcast. If you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube and you enjoy watching, do that as well. You can watch with captions on if you do it when it's quiet times at night. So sometimes that's something that people enjoy as well. You can subscribe there or subscribe to listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And before you go, one last thing. Last time I heard Greta speak in person, I thought, man, 
I wish I had invited this friend to hear today as well, because it's something that all moms need to listen to. So I would encourage you, think about some friends that you could share this with so that you can join in this fight of pornography with our children in this culture that we're in right now with your friends alongside you, that you can make this a battle that you can attack together. So share it with some friends and join us again next week at the Seek Holy Living Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about deep cleaning your home 